0: Thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church with the open arms and we serve in the city of joy, Kolkata. It is our desire to reach out to those in need and to be instruments of effective change in a hurting world. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you'll enjoy today's message.
1: live without food for a long time, right? Many of us fast for many days. Uh, But you have heard that we cannot live without water for too long. We thirst for water. We thirst. We have many thirsts, different thirsts. You know, uh, we have other thirsts that are deeper than the thirst for water. We all thirst for different things. It can be love, it can be power, position, fame, name, Many other things. We are thirsty people. Pastor Cynthia said in a prayer, we confess that we are tired and weary. Anyone tired and weary over here? One brother put his hand up and I know many are tired and weary because so much is happening in our world today. Uh, Many are mentally tired. Many are emotionally exhausted. So much is happening in our world. This morning, I'm going to encourage us. I'm going to tell us, dear friends. Yes, we may be tired, we may be weary, but the wonderful thing is Jesus invites us to come to Him. John seven thirty-seven to thirty-nine says, "Let anyone who's thirsty, anyone who's that is anyone who's tired, anyone who's exhausted, anyone who's concerned, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them." Amen. A river of God is going to flow here, right here, my dear friends. If you are tired, you are weary, just talk to Jesus. God's presence is here and God is going to minister to each one of us. I confess, I too am tired. But I know God is going to help us. Jesus understands our thirst. He himself was thirsty as a man. He asked the Samaritan woman for a drink. And he says, whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, rivers of streams of living water will flow from within us. That's another translation. So he understands our thirst. On the cross he said, I thirst. He understands my thirst. Today, he is not thirsty. He is not thirsty for water, but he does have thirst. Do you know what that thirst is? Have you guessed what that thirst is? If you haven't guessed... I will tell you just now. He's not thirsty for water today. He's in heaven. He's with us by spirit. You know what is his thirst? Do you want to know? Anyone wants to know what is his thirst? Yes, there are some hands going up. His thirst is that you and I thirst for him. Amen? His thirst is that you and I as his people thirst for him. Our topic today is thirsting for more. I'm already thirsty. Speak a little bit, my mouth gets dry. I would like to ask you, what are you thirsty for this morning? What is your thirst? Thirsting for more. What are you thirsting for more? A little more money? A little more love? A deeper relationship? Our list can be endless. We sang earlier, As the deer pants for water, so my soul longs after you. Isn't that beautiful? I hope this morning your soul is longing after God and thirsting for God, thirsting for God's presence. David writes of his deepest thirst in Psalm 63. By the way, that is the text for us today. And before we read the text, I want to share the context so that if we can put things in perspective. Sometimes we take things out of context and we don't get the real meaning. At the deeper meaning, so this morning, I want to share the context a little bit. The context is found in 1 Samuel 23, 14. David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the desert of Ziph. Day after day, Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. This is the context when Saul was... uh, You know, Saul was trying to kill David. We know the story, right? And David was running in the wilderness. He was in the desert running for his life. You can imagine his father-in-law Saul is wanting to kill him. So you can imagine his fears, his concern. He is in the desert, probably living in a cave. He was running from cave to cave. Now, some scholars say, this happened not during the time of Saul, uh, when uh, you know, he was not running away from Saul, but his son Absalom. Absalom revolted against his father, King David. And David had to leave his throne, his crown, his kingdom, everything and run away because his son was going to kill him. Can you imagine the pain David had at this time? Can you imagine when your own son wants to kill you? Your own son has taken the throne, crown, and kingdom. Can you imagine his pain, his anger, his frustration? So, it is in this context, in this setting, this beautiful psalm, Psalm 63 comes out of David's heart and mouth. It is a prayer, it is a worship. Let's read it. If you would like to read, we can all read together. Psalm 63, 1 to 8. It goes like this, you God, I think it's come on the screen, Say, let's all read together, you God are my God, earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and past land where there is no water, I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory, that is when he was in Jerusalem before and he would go to the temple, okay. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied, as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, remember you. Friends, just imagine for a minute, on my bed, I remember you. What is his bed like at this time? He is in a cave. No soft pillow or mattress, bare ground. Maybe he has stones for his pillow. He says, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Amen. Do you see any hint of pain or frustration or anger in this? David is thirsting for God. David is known for his passion for God. He was so passionate for God. He's not thirsting for physical water here, but for God. Living in a cave, running for his life, tired, thirsty, hungry, lost everything, no hope whether he can go back to his kingdom or not. He has no idea but we find streams of living water flowing in his heart amen amen isn't that wonderful isn't that wonderful i have meditated on this for for you know i've read this so many times and i thought about it i said god how could david do this his circumstances are so difficult so bad so challenging so pain, painful I kept asking myself, "What do I thirst for?" And I want to ask you again, "What do you thirst for, my dear friends, this morning? What is your thirst?" I know today there are many, many challenges. Uh, you know, we are facing so many challenges. We have uh, we have been through so much, and I know many of us probably are discouraged. Many of us probably. Are wondering what is going to happen tomorrow, what will be my future like, what will happen to our world. We have so many concerns at this time. But I'm sure David, if we were to ask David at this time, he would say, don't worry, God is in control. He's seated on the throne. He would say, thirst for God. Thirst for God, my dear friends. Talking about the last days, Jesus in Matthew 24:12 he says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Right, talking about the last days, Jesus said, the love of many will grow cold. And we can see that today. The love of many has grown cold. Because lawlessness is abounding. We can see that, we can feel that, we can hear it, we read it, we watch it lawlessness is abounding. As a result, I know many of us are tired. Many of us are wondering what is going to happen. Many of us have questions. Many of us have been pulled away from the presence of God, distracted. We cannot focus on God anymore. Many, many have said that. Sometimes I know people come for prayers, You know, uh, sometimes I encourage and say, "Sister or brother, you pray for this." They say, "No, pastor, we cannot concentrate. Can you pray for us?" We cannot read the word. No focus. A majority are growing in coldness, spiritual lethargy. There is no appetite. There is no spiritual appetite, and we have enough reasons to justify this, isn't it? We have enough reasons. We have just come out of the pandemic. We faced so many challenges. Again, I need to drink water. Just come out of the pandemic, so much has happened. Many of us have lost our loved ones. Floods, cloudbursts, wars, nations at war. Earthquakes. So much happening. We have enough reasons to justify our coldness and our discouragement and our situation many of us by default have grown cold many have become desensitized probably we used so much of sanitization our hearts have become desensitized right Jesus isn't our first love for many of us sometimes we go through the motion we do our devotion we don't miss that It is a routine. Sometimes we just take off like, you know. Now I'm not talking about a temporary phase that you and I go through sometimes. Sometimes it happens. We are tired, exhausted. We had a long night or whatever. It happens sometimes. But I'm talking about it's been going on for a while in our world. We need to be careful. That is a very dangerous place to be in. That is why David would want to tell us. God's word tells us, thirst for God. Amen. Thirst for God. Because when we thirst for God, we are satisfied. David was in the cave, running for his life. I was amazed. You know, know, I've read this psalm so many times. I kept reading and reading and reading so many times. He was thirsting for God. In verse 1, we find, uh, you know, he says, I thirst for God. And verse 5, he says, Uh, you know, he says that he has been satisfied. I will be fully satisfied as with the riches of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. David, where are you? In the cave. And by the way, some scholars say this period of his uh, you know, wilderness was not for a week or months. Almost 10 to 15 years. I searched for it. I had to get the facts right. It was for such a long time. How did uh, you know, David be so passionate? How could he be so passionate? Even when things have gone wrong, he, he says, thirst for God thirst for his presence. I'll be fully satisfied. He just doesn't thirst for God, but he is satisfied in God. I want to ask, are you satisfied in God this morning? I've asked myself, am I satisfied? Are you satisfied in God this morning? Not only that, verse five to eight, if we read, it says, you know, it shows he enjoys God. What is he thinking of all the time? He says, you know, uh, on my bed, I think of you. Even when we're sleeping, uh, when uh, he's sleeping, he's thinking of God. Many times when we are sleeping, what are we thinking of? What are we thinking of? Five to eight, as you keep reading, it says, I mean, it shows he treasures God. Is not only thirsting for God, he is satisfied in God, he enjoys God, he treasures God, he finds all of his longings met in God. Amen. Isn't that wonderful, my dear friends? So wonderful. You know, I was so blessed preparing for this. I was also convicted. He's running for his life, and he tells God, Thy loving kindness is better than life. Where is he? Let's remind us he is in the desert. He has stones for his pillow. Probably there there were rats in that cave. Or bats, snakes, we don't know, cobwebs. We don't know what all was there. God, thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee, thus will I bless thee. Amen. Our circumstances... You know, true worship is such that our circumstances do not affect true worship. If we truly love God, if we truly uh, desire him, and if that is our longing, our circumstances do not affect, our, should not affect our worship. In his most difficult moment, he brings true worship. To God. How did he keep himself so passionate? How did. You know his heart. You know his heart kept burning for God. Thirsting for God. Because his focus was God. When God is with me. Doesn't matter what is happening around me. I'm going to focus on God. He is my desire. He is my longing. And I worship him. David not only thirsted for God, for his, God's presence, he also hungered for God's word. I told you, you know this. This is very simple, right? But very serious, as I said. David also hungered for God's word. He'd want to tell us today, hunger for his word. You want to be passionate, you've lost your passion because of whatever has happened to you in your life because of the situation and circumstances around you, you, are not, you don't feel connected anymore to God. He would want to tell us, he has thirst for God, also hunger for his word. Psalm 119 verse 62 says, at midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. Sometimes we wake up in the middle of the night, right? What is our first thought? What has happened maybe? Or something that you're bothered with? That thought comes to your mind. David says, at midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. For your righteous laws. Now in David's time, he didn't have the full Bible by the way. We are so blessed that we have the full Bible. In David's time, it is only the first five books and of course Psalms were so many of the Psalms were written by him. But he says, I thank you God. I thank you for your righteous laws. Psalm 119, 97 103 goes like this. I invite you to read with me. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Amen. I isn't that so beautiful? Your word, O oh God, is so beautiful. It's sweeter than honey to my mouth. Job 23 verse 12 says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Many of us find it very difficult to read uh, the word of God. There's no focus, there's no concentration. Sometimes we don't understand. And uh, many, of, uh, many people say, it's such a challenge to read the word of God. I don't know if that is your concern. It used to be mine at one time. I find it so difficult to really focus and concentrate on it. But God is so good. God helps us. He invites us to come to him. Jesus invites each one of us. We don't have to struggle with that. We don't have to struggle and say, oh, I don't understand this. We can ask the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit helps us and guides us and teaches us and gives us fresh revelation. Now, I know many of us are doing Devotion, that's a beautiful discipline. But I encourage you this morning to hunger for fresh word. God's word is a progressive revelation, they say, right? Every time you read, you receive something. You have a revelation, something fresh you receive. Even John 3.16, I'm sure all of us know it. But you keep reading it, keep reading it now and again and meditate on it. You will have a fresh perspective over there man shall not live by bread alone. Somebody said to hunger is to be human, but to hunger for God is to feed on him. Are you feeding on this word, my dear friends? My question is, are we feeding? I'm not just telling you me also, am I feeding on this word, on God's word? We have a video at this time. I was really touched by this video. And in fact, uh, somebody forwarded this to me. I don't even know who forwarded this to me. But it's so touching and so beautiful. Maybe some of you have already seen this. Uh, we want to show you this video. That it'll encourage us. I was greatly encouraged by this. So if we can have that video at this time.
2: Let me finish with this uh, story. Uh, we go to China from time to time. And... and. Uh, Uh, We train leaders. And this time we brought up 22 leaders from the Hunang province and they rode 13 hours on a train to get to a hotel that they came up two by two in these elevators so as to not draw any attention. And then they got to a hotel room, a little apartment uh, room. It's only about 700 square feet in the little living room, no air conditioning, hardwood floor, 22 sat there. I came in and when you teach in China, you start at eight in the morning and you don't get done till five at night. You teach the whole day. They were sitting there, all 22 of them, and I looked around and I said, now, if we get caught, what will happen to me? They said, oh, you'll get deported in 24 hours and we'll go to prison for three years. I said, you're kidding. How many of you have been in prison for your faith? Out of 22, 18 raised their hands. I thought, no way. I looked at him and I said, you, you 22 people, how many people do you oversee? Because they were all of these small group leaders, underground church leaders in the Hunan province. I said, how many, if you counted up all the people under your jurisdiction, how many would it be? And they counted them up and they said, little over 20 million. I said, what? See, we forget there's 1.3 billion people in China. This is crazy. Well... I had 15 Bibles, and I passed them out. Obviously, seven didn't get them. And I said, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to read it. And just then, one lady handed hers to somebody next to her. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Well, we turned there anyway, and as we started reading it, I understood why she gave it away. She had memorized the whole thing. She just recited the whole chapter. When it was done, I went over to her at a break, and I said, you, you, you recited the whole chapter. She says, oh, yes, I've memorized many chapters. I said, where did you memorize many chapters? She said, in prison. <laughs> she said, you have much time in prison. <laughs> so I said, but don't they confiscate the Bible? She said, yes. So people bring in scriptures written on pieces of paper, and they bring it in. So I said, but then if they find that piece of paper on you, won't they confiscate that? She said, oh, yes, that's why you memorize it as fast as you can. Because even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. I thought, wow. Well, after three days, you fall in love with these people. And when it was done, I said, how can I pray for you? I'm going to go back to America. You guys have been just so wonderful. How can I pray for you? They said, you know, Wayne, you guys can gather like this whenever you want to in America. We can't. Could you pray that one day we'll be just like you? And I looked at him and I said, I will not do that. Big, incredulous eyes looked at me and they said, why? (laughs) I said, because you guys rode a train for 13 hours to get here. In my country, if you've got to drive more than an hour, people don't come. You sat on a wooden floor for three days. In my country, if people have to sit more than 40 minutes, they leave. You sat not only here for three days on a hard wooden floor, but you did it without air conditioning. In my country, if it's not padded pews and air conditioning, people don't often come back. In my country, we have an average of two Bibles per family. We don't read any of them. You hardly have any Bibles, and you memorize them from pieces of paper. I will not pray that we become like, uh, you become like us, but I will pray that we become just like you.
1: Amen. Amen. This Bible is so easily available for us. Each one of us have it. We may have more than one Bible. We may have many Bibles, different versions. Are we feeding on the word of God? I was so challenged by this video. This is quite old, by the way, about 12 years old. So challenging, and I hope you have been challenged. Sometimes we're not able to read because of, you know, work or whatever. You know, we are caught up with so many things. And sometimes... Also because there are things in our lives um, which kill our spiritual appetite to read the word of God. Before we hunger for God's word, we need to put some stuff aside in our lives. First Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 says, Therefore rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. If there are things in our lives, the word tells us to get rid of the Things in our lives that come in the way of reading the word, being in prayer, reaching out to people, God's word tells us to get rid of those stuff. They kill our spiritual appetite. God is not punishing us, dear friends, but pruning us and preparing us for the purpose he has called us for. Repent of all the sins or things that are in our lives which are not pleasant in his sight. I read that verse earlier from Matthew 24 verse 12. I want to read, it, uh, read the succeeding verse you know, I read 12, verse 12, it says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nation, nations and then the end will come. Isn't that exciting? This is what, this really excites me. People's you know, heart will become cold, But Jesus says, those who stand firm till the end, those who endure till the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the nations. Amen. Who is going to do that? Who is going to do that? You and I, my dear friends, God is preparing us for this. We have been talking about the last days and he said we are fearful, we are concerned. God knows what's going to happen. The other day one sister called me and said, you know, I wish everything, you know, the, when earthquake came, when war started, So she, I wish now only everything would doom, everything would finish. It's not going to happen like that. The word of God is going to go to the nations. Amen? And God is preparing us for that. Amen. I, I mean, are you excited about it? You know, when we talk about the last days, many places yeah, there are verses that discourage us, that uh, you know, puts fear in our hearts. But this verse really excites me. This word is going to go to the nations, and when the Bible says nations, is not just countries; it is every ethnic group, all people's group. Amen. I isn't that exciting, dear friends? So how do we get this passion back? How do we get the passion back if we have been spiritual, you know, if we are spiritually slack or cold at this time? Thirst for God. Hunger for his word. And as we hunger for his word, God is going to give that passion back to us. God is going to restore the passion. Amen. Does that excite you? Doesn't excite you? It really excites me. I'll tell you a secret. you know, normally I speak in the second service, okay? Uh, Not in the first service. And in the second service, when you say, you know, uh, something exciting, people affirm. Yeah, yes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) This morning, (laughs) be little kind to God's word and respond. Amen. Okay. Okay. Thirdly, David would want to tell us how was he passionate all his life, all the time, under any circumstance? He would want to tell us, yes, thirst for God, hunger for his word, pursue, thirdly, pursue holiness. David wasn't a perfect man. He was a man after God's own heart, but he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. He committed adultery, right? Psalm 51 verse 2 to 4, wash away All my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Verse 7, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. 10 to 12, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. Or take away your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And grant me a willing spirit. To sustain me. Yes David made mistakes. He knew he had made mistakes. But he came before God and said. God forgive me. Cleanse me with hyssop. Create in me a pure heart. O God. And renew restore my joy renew my spirit and restore my joy pursue holiness Matthew 5:8 says blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God Hebrews 12:14 says make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness no one will see the Lord there is a battle within us there is a uh, you know desire you know, our desire for, um, you know, when we desire holiness, there's a battle within us. The Bible tells us, Paul explains it very well. You know, there are emotions, there are desires, there's attitude, our relationship, our speech, our, even our vocabulary. There's so many things we're battling with many times. God wants to restore that desire, that hunger for God, thirst for God. And he wants us to be Holy. Sometimes watching wrong things, indulging in gossip, slander, coarse jokes, foul language. It is a battle every day. We need to decide to be holy every day. God, cleanse me. Because we live in a world where so much is happening, where there's so much of darkness. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are blessed and they will be filled. That is God's promise to us. Amen. Amen. Just one week left for breakthrough. We are all excited about it. I know many of us have done registration. And we, uh, we are waiting for breakthrough. I don't know what breakthrough you are waiting for. I'm also waiting for breakthrough. Many of us are waiting for breakthrough. We are preparing for breakthrough. In conclusion, I would like to share uh, a few practical tips. Which uh, actually I apply in my life. Sometimes when I become a bit dry, when I'm a little exhausted, weary, tired, I apply these things, very simple. I told you it's a simple message, but very serious. Very practical, I would like to tell us, as we are preparing for breakthrough, if possible, if possible, take a day off. Day off from work, Day off from whatever you're doing, if possible. If not full day, half day. Even if that is not possible, one evening. And you skip a meal or fast the whole day. Whatever works for you, my dear friends. And not only have food fasting. That little device which controls us. You know what I'm talking about, right? That controls us. Put that away. Put it on aeroplane mode for... That day, okay? If uh, you are not in control of the world, you can put it on airplane aeroplane mode and just seek God's face. Just be quiet before God. Evaluate yourself. Evaluate your life, your relationship. And if it's not possible for you to fast, as I told you earlier, you know, some of us have medical reasons. It's okay. You skip a meal. Even that is okay. Some have health issues, I understand. Fast from social media for a few hours, if possible, the whole day. But if it's not possible, you have to run an organization. You have to run some ministry. Then even for a few hours. It is very important. This, this really helps me, my dear friends. Sometimes I just be quiet, I, I mean just want to focus on God worship him, meditate on his word, just wait upon the Lord, sometimes you may be very tired, words also don't come to your mouth, it's okay, just be before the Lord, wait upon him, he's not only going to renew your strength, he will also cleanse you and even as you fast yes, thirst for God, pray uh, you know, whichever way the Lord leads you worship him Also, evaluate, as I said, very important. Next thing, rise earlier than you usually do. This week, just this week, okay? You want a breakthrough? Don't start from coming Sunday. No, let's start from now, right? If we really want a breakthrough in our lives, in our situations, whatever you're waiting for, Rise earlier than you usually do and spend time with God. If you are in the habit of getting up at six o'clock, just this week, can you set the alarm for five o'clock and get up at five? Start early, uh, go for a walk, prayer, sing, listen to the birds, whatever, uh, whatever you can do. Rise earlier or in your bedroom, wherever. Spend time with God. David said, early I seek you. Early I seek you, earnestly I seek you. Don't get into that, you know, routine. No, but my devotion actually is, you know, I'm in the habit of doing it at 7 o'clock. Don't get stuck with that. You don't get, you know, sometimes that happens. I, you know, my devotion is at 7 o'clock. At that time only I sit and uh, have my devotion. Break the routine. Break the routine. Do something new, do something different. It, it is going to refresh you, my dear friends. And uh, evaluate yourself, I already said. Next is memorize Bible verse. Now you say this is childish, isn't it? We do that. Pastor Sharon teaches, you know, you must memorize the word. We saw that video. Weren't you touched by that? Weren't you touched by that? How this lady, not only her, I've seen other videos, how they memorize quickly, quickly, so that before the paper is confiscated, they memorize. And the word is in us, memorize Bible verse. I know many of us over here memorize, you know, many, many verses. And uh, for me also sometimes it's very challenging to memorize. So what I do when I'm not memori- uh, able to memorize that time, I um, revise what all I have memorized in the past. That helps me, that really refreshes me. It's very practical, I'm telling you, dear friends. It works with me, and I'm sure it will work with you. Memorize Bible verse. Can we do at least two verses this week? Many of you are very, very serious. I, I don't know why I'm giving you homework for this week. Don't be so serious. All of you are looking at me so seri- seriously. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if I've done something wrong. Memorize. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Bones and marrow judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Memorize. Amen. It will help us. It will strengthen us. A lady who worships with us... Um, she had many challenges and she would come to, uh, you know, uh, call me for prayer, come to me for prayer. So, uh, one day when I asked her, are you praying, are you reading the word? Many times, uh, you may have known, I always ask you, this many of you who come for prayer, are you reading God's word? So this particular lady said, no. I said, you must read the word of God. Otherwise, how will you be revived? How will God revive your heart? The word revives us, right? So, uh, then I, When we were talking, then I asked, how long has it been? You have not read the word of God. She said, about 10 years. 10 years without the word of God, naturally. She had so many challenges, so many problems, so dry, so discouraged. We encouraged her to read. Some of our friends helped her, started reading with her. Same lady, about four months down, I think about four, it's been about four months. She's healthier, Her whole thinking has changed. I mean, the word of God transforms our lives. Changes our attitude. Cleanses us. Purifies us. Strengthens us. And the word of God is the only thing that will last forever. Jesus said, God's word says, heaven and earth will pass away. But not my word. Are you feeding on this word, my dear friends? So your homework is Memorize. How many verses? Two. You don't have to tell Pastor Cynthia or Pastor Jacob. You know I have memorized. It's between you and God. David says your word have I hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against thee. Word of God protects us also. Okay. So you're fasting, you're praying according to your convenience. rising earlier than before evaluate yourself, memorize Bible verse, pray for revival. Now before praying for revival in the city or anywhere pray for revival in your own heart. God, revive me. God, restore my passion. God, I want to do what you've called me to do. Many of us want to serve God sincerely, earnestly. But many of us, you know, have that spiritual lethargy. Many of us are confused. Many of us are discouraged. I want to encourage you, my friends, this morning. As you do this in a practical way, God will help you. God will refresh you. Jesus says, Those who are thirsty, come to the endless streams of living water. Those who are hungry, feed on his word. Those who pursue holiness, he forgives, cleanses, and refreshes us. Those who are weary and tired, he has promised us rest. Do you want to get back your passion? Do you want to do what God has called you to do? My dear friends, If you are tired or discouraged for genuine reason, I told you so much is happening in our world and so many of us are discouraged, but it is not going to end this way. We are not going to give up because there are problems in the world. We're not going to give up on our call because there are challenges in our world. We are going to rise. God's word says, arise and shine. Are you ready, my friends, to arise and shine? God is calling each one of us. I told you earlier, what is Jesus' thirst? Today, he's not thirsting for water as you and I do. His thirst is that we thirst for him. We thirst for his presence. We hunger for his word. We pursue holiness. And we do what he has called us to do. He has called us to be the light and salt. Amen. you want that passion restored? You want God to do something wonderful this breakthrough? Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> because when you get serious I get scared, you know. <laughs> Praise God. In the last days God's word says Acts 2:16 to 18 God says, "I will pour out my spirit on all people." your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. There are many verses about the last days. By the way, last days is uh, not now, not only now, we have been living in the last days for the last 2,000 years, right? But we have come to the end of the last days it looks like towards the end according to the prophecies many of us think now we are in the last days I think we are living in the last days God knows what's going to happen yes God's word already tells us read Matthew 24 there are other words also in the Luke what is going to happen in the last days I told you that exciting verse this is what excites me in the last days there will be lawlessness there will be All kinds of things, earthquakes, nations at war. But Jesus also said in the last days, this gospel will go everywhere. God is preparing us for that. For you and me. God hasn't saved us just like that. God hasn't saved us. Okay, you are saved now. Live for me. Do your work, your discipline, your routine, your family, your business, your ministry. Yes, God has given us ministry. But God has saved us for a purpose. My dear friends.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from AG Kolkata. We hope you would stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by using at AGC Kolkata. We would love to know how this message has touched your life. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at stories at Hope you have a great week ahead.